most people, they're happy if you, if you give them a set an expectation for support and you deliver it on within that time. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a bonus episode of Honest E-Commerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, I'm welcoming to the show Ray Nolan. Ray is a founder and CEO at eDesk, an innovative customer support platform for e-commerce sellers. Ray has founded, mentored, and invested in many digital commerce startups over a period of 20 years, including Hostelworld, Skyscanner, and Ding.com. Ray founded eDesk after seeing friends running a high-margin e-commerce business struggling with operational efficiencies and profitable scaling. Today, eDesk powers thousands of merchants around the world using AI to help them power and more personalized support for their customers. Ray, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Chase. Alrighty. So I gave a really quick kind of snippet to what eDesk does. Do you want to give us the elevator pitch right here at the top? Uh, and then we can kind of dive into a little bit more around uh, e-commerce uh, and more around AI and its impact on e-commerce and customer support. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, you know, we're all aware of the complexities that are sort of forced upon us by starting on multiple channels. And so I guess the genesis of eDesk was taking all the support from wherever you sell or wherever you support and putting it in one place in one interface. So instead of answering questions on your Shopify channel by email or via some contact form and then going to Twitter, Facebook, wherever, answering tickets there, maybe you sell on Amazon, you get them there, you know, keeping up is hard. So the genesis of eDesk was basically to consolidate all those things into one place. So we take all your support tickets, put them in one place, we attach the order detail beside the, 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 the ticket as it comes in, the question that comes in, uh, attach also things like shipping data, tracking codes, and so on. And then we layer on some AI to help people automatically answer the tickets. Absolutely. Now, uh, I know that there are listeners out there are going to be like, Chase, just ask them who his competitors are so we can like quickly connect the dots. So who would you say is out there You know that you're competing with? Well, there are a lot of vanilla, what we call vanilla desks out there. So there's a Zendesk and there's Freshdesk and all these kind of guys out there who do, you know, support for everybody from a telco through to your vehicle licensing associate authority. You know, ours is a specifically built for e-commerce solution. So we're probably, we're certainly the most connected uh, product out there. We, we take connection is the, is at our core, which is we, we are connected to your Shopify store. We're connected to your Amazon, to your eBay. Everything. So when we answer, we can include order data from that connected, uh, store, if you like. So we're very much e-commerce specialists. There are, there are many, I mean, probably 30, 40 at the last count, uh, support products out there. Nobody with a level of connectivity that we have, but. There are others. I mean, you'll have heard of maybe Gorgeous, which is Shopify and maybe one other connection. But if you sell on Amazon, eBay and Walmart, you're not going to get, you know, you need to go elsewhere. We're, we're trying to stop you having to go to look up an order on Amazon or look it up on Walmart or look it up on even on your Shopify store because we're putting the stuff in front of you right there. And that's our, that's our key differentiator. Obviously, the AI we'll talk about, which, which kind of levels everything off. Absolutely. Now, let's dive into AI and its impact on 
e-commerce in general, uh, it's been a wild last, I would say, year and a half. I remember when I got access to ChatGPT, all the wild stuff that I was doing with it. Um, did you b- believe uh, that we'd have such a powerful product uh, evolve so quickly when you first heard about it? I did, and and it actually our our AI goes back about four or five years when we created our first AI product. Uh, and to be honest with you, like the process, what we use AI for is to is to interpret what the incoming message is about. So it's very easy if I get an incoming message and it says, "Hey, you know, I ordered a thing on Tuesday. When will it arrive?" It's very clear. Any any half-assed computer can work that out. That's a where is my order thing, and it will come back with, you know, here's the typical answer. It's, di- it's, it's different when someone writes, hey, I bought a bike for my grandson. His birthday's on Friday. Do you think it'll arrive on time? Now, at that point, we haven't said anything that's negative or even, you know, so the AI needs a huge volume of, of uh, language to process that and go, that's a where's my order type ticket and therefore help with the answer. So, but, but AI in general has been, I mean, obviously, ChatGPT is probably the first public rendition that people saw. And obviously with Bard, which, which I would argue is better in many cases than ChatGPT and very much worth a look, particularly if you're into uh, product descriptions and you're trying to write some, some uh, catalog data about a, about a product that you're, that you're trying to list. Um, but I mean, in, in essence, you know, you go to ChatGPT and you go, Hey, can you, you know, I sell, ABC uh, speaker, please, can you describe 10 attributes that would go well for this speaker? And I can then modify that text and I can, and the, the thing about ChatGPT and, and all AI uh, language processing is remember that it's chat, that you can refine it. So you can ask it, please make that clearer. Or can you clarify point number one? Or can you expand on point number one when I'm describing about a product? And can I remove this element of it that's not that relevant to me? So explore with the chat, uh, with, with, with interacting with chat, not taking your first answer as the thing. Yeah, that's something that I always find myself doing. It, well, the two things that I really love about these types of chat softwares is one is helping you go from nothing to something, getting going from zero to one. There's nothing more terrifying, I guess, to me than staring at a blank page and knowing I need to write about something. Uh, but these tools are out there. And oh my gosh, do they help with outlining, with finding more ideas to speak to? So you know, say you had, you're right, working on a blog for that speaker company, the example you just said before. And it's like, well, these are the top 12 speakers made in North America. Oh my gosh, can ChatGPT get you three-fourths of the way there? And then... you know. We can talk about the legalities or not even legalities or just like if Google likes it or not for you just to take that and push it on your website. I would never do that myself. I would say you need to edit the stuff first. There needs to be some human editing involved. Uh, Because at the end of the day, it's an algorithm and it doesn't know the truth. Uh, It just mimics human language extremely well. Yeah. And I think, you know, when, when you're... The best way to get used to or to bring ChatGPT or Google Bard or whichever your chosen platform is to life for you is to say, I'm not, I'm not going to start any task in my to-do list for the day without going, how can I start this with ChatGPT? Because very soon it'll become part of your life and, and you'll start to go, okay, I get from zero to hero. And that could be everything from, you know, um, write me a job description for a new, my new head of sales or, you know, write me an email that addresses some concerns I have about punctuality for my employee. You know, it's just something that will 
get you a little bit further down the line. And as you get better with using it, you'll get more use and you'll kind of go, okay, it's now, it should be t- saving you hours out of your day. It's certainly at management level hours out of your day. Oh yeah, from an administration point of view, I mean, I've had it parse data for me. I've had it write Python scripts. Um, and we're just talking about the tech stuff. I mean, when you get into the uh, image stuff, oh my gosh, uh, we I know some people that are using... Uh, Mid journey to create lifestyle photos featuring their products, uh, mm-hmm. circumventing photo shoots, you know, hiring models and photographers, and obviously not necessarily putting people out of the job. But if you need to be nimble and scrappy and quick, that's this is an amazing tool to do that. And especially for folks that don't have any skills within Photoshop, you're just describing what you want to a computer that has just some insane it basically photoshop skills within of itself if, if you want to really derive it down to what it is yeah i mean uh, you know and i think the thing is that, that there's probably an element of fear for those who've not come across ai and used it well before uh it really is a case of just jump in and, and experiment and you know you can say you know give me a picture of myself with a in superman outfit carrying you know a goblet of Heineken, you know, what, whatever it is, you can have it created. Uh, and really to experiment those add-ons, like, you know, ChatGPT 4 comes out pretty vanilla. You can also add on, there are add-ons within there that come to the subscriber package, like 20 bucks a month that will give you things that help you write better SEO content or better, um, travel itineraries or whatever. There may be maybe three, 400 at this stage. Uh, in fact, difficult to navigate. There are so many of them. But add-ons to ChatGPT that will make your, your life better. I mean, just from a technology perspective and you being in the game so long, what an insane launch ChatGPT had to get uh, users to use the product, to learn what they were looking for, what they wanted, what they could improve. Um, that was the best kind of rollout to it, just get the MVP out and iterate from there. Absolutely. I think it's 0 to 100 million was the fastest of any product by by some margin, I mean, it was just, just took off. But you can see why, because it's taking, I mean, at a very basic level, it's taking a lot of drudgery out of people's lives. And we could talk about kids cheating in exams, all that kind of stuff. it's kind of not in our realm, but it really is doing is take, take some drudgery out of your life. And that goes to, you know, when I think about customer support, not even using our product, if you get a, if you've got to write a mail to rebut someone's complaint or to, to sort of say, well, hey, you know, the fact that you dropped it and kicked it around the kitchen before you send it back to me makes the box unusable, whatever, you know, ways to make, to write that text and say, you know, make it friendlier, make it more forthright, make it whatever. You can write a fairly rough email and have it, have ChatGPT tidy it up. Oh, Ray, I have done that exact same thing. I will respond in my voice, which is very direct. And I'll be like, hey, ChatGPT, make this not me. Make it nice. Make it friendly. Uh, but have it get the point across. Or make it more succinct. Make it not... You know, people don't have time. So if you've written something long, you'll shorten this for me. Just as simple, you know? Exactly. So obviously, you got ChatGPT. You got Bard out there. Uh, how can someone... We kind of alluded to it, but how should someone adopt this into the realm that you are in, into customer support? Um, it obviously, we'll kind of get into how you guys use it at eDesk. But what are some examples that could probably help listeners out there that are just getting started with dealing with customer support inquiries and utilizing the power that is AI and text generation? 
Well, one of the things that could be useful is just to synopsize a thread. So you've had a couple of interactions with a customer to and fro, you know, and if you know, if you've no eDesk like product, that might be the first interaction is, you know, hey, my, my bike arrived without a pedal. And then you got to go, hey, you know, Ray, where's your, I, I can't find your order. Where did you order it? Did you order it on the website? Did you order on Amazon? Did you order? There could be a several interactions and then, you know, you're into, the, the meat of the problem. You could say, if you're picking up this ticket or the support event you know, a week later, you want to synopsize what happened before. Like, just give me a summary of what's happened. It goes, yeah, you know, problem with the bike. We, we looked for his order. We found it. We're good to go now. And here's a picture of the bike or whatever. And that's where you're going to get value is, is saving that reading back on the whole history. In fact, you know, some of the you know, the, the issues of the, I can talk from experience, my own issues with support. I'm a total tech geek. I've been around forever. I buy all the tech product that's ever gets made, but you know, I would have bought something and then it didn't work. So I go online because I'm very support friendly. I try to fix it myself. I install my own upgrade. I install new firmware. I do all this kind of stuff and then I can't get it to work. So I write to the manufacturer and I go, Hey, you know, I'm Ray. I did all this stuff. I installed all the upgrades. I did all the thing. I read every forum online. I did everything we've done. I can't get it to work. And the first question back is, where did you order it? And I go, I, I, or what email did I use? And I said, this is the email I use. And then they look for me, they can't find it. I go, did you order it on Amazon? So, so before you know it, I'm in six levels down in the conversation and they found my order. And the first thing they come back with, have you tried installing the new firmware? So what they've done is they've taken a very happy customer and turned them into a raging bull because there's been so many toing and froing. And the reality is if you had a product that mapped, that matched the incoming support ticket to the order, to a picture of the product, to the understanding, then the support agent is already way ahead of the posse. And what took the agent 10 interactions now is you can answer it in one happier customer. Everybody's better. So synopsizing, like shortening the ticket history is a thing you can do. You could, you could paste all those tickets into all the interactions into one chat GPT query and say, give me a summary of what's going on here. And it will do that for you. Yeah. There's nothing more frustrating than answering the same question again. Uh, when sometimes it's not even the question you need answered in the first place. Yeah, and sometimes it's just a new agent picked it up. Don't forget, it's not always that the same person answers the query that you know that came in. I answered, I came in, I talked to you. Then it went, you know, you went on vacation, whatever it was, the weekend, whatever. Somebody else took it up, you know. So it's important that the continuity is there, and that's where threads of conversation, where the email is to and fro, or where the conversation is all in front of you, but also not to have to read it all. Because quite usually, quite a voluminous people tend to get quite wordy in their, you know, descriptions. When really the case is, look, the bike had no pedal. Is this what we're you talking about? There's no bike. There's no pedal on the bike. How do we fix that? Yeah, send me a pedal, please. Here's my address. Exactly. Um, but also, you know, cross-platform communication. I feel that you know, regardless of the marketplace you order through, Walmart, Target, Amazon, whatever, I get the bike. It's missing the pedal. I'm going to go to bikestore.com, you know, that built the bike and say, Hey, this thing didn't have a pedal. And if those channels aren't connected, it's definitely going to send me down a rabbit hole or, uh, even worse, you're going to send me somewhere else to be like, Oh, you have to actually do it through here. And it's like, 
well, they sent me over here. And, you know, when those channels don't talk, it's very frustrating. Yeah. And, you know, when people talk about AI and AI and customer support, particularly, they think of chatbots. But chatbots are only a very small part of the issue. Because if you're, if, you, if you're selling an Amazon, there's no chatbot to Amazon. I'm a customer. I buy something on Amazon. I got to go through the contact form and I got to go through that long-winded route to get to you. So as a support agent, I can't, I can't rely on a chatbot to answer that question. It's got to come through to me. I've got to, I've got to assess what the issue is and I've got to deal with it and get it back out to Amazon. And of, of course, I've got all these SLAs to meet. So if I don't am, answer the question that come up on Amazon or Walmart or wherever within the appointed time, I'll get a little black mark against me, which means I won't list as highly, which means I'll lose sales. So I'm always conscious of my SLAs when I think about platform sales. Um, something I really want to highlight here, we didn't speak to it directly, but when you're talking about utilizing AI within customer support, you're using it in a way that helps real human agents. Uh, it's not replacing them. It's just allowing them to do their job better. It's doing both if you want it to. So the first thing we do is we categorize tickets. So we have about 35 categories of tickets, everything from thank you, that was great, to uh, I want to change it. I want a bigger one, smaller one. It arrived broken. Thank you. Or where's my order, et cetera, et cetera. So what we use AI to do is to take your incoming text. We send it anonymously through the ChatGPT API so that no customer data goes down the wire. They can't train it on what we send and so on and so forth. And ChatGPT, just for us, comes back with a categorization. That's how we built it. So we say, all right, this is a where's my order type query. And it could have come in as a, you know, I bought my bike for my grandson and he's great. And he's going to be seven and it's first time on the bike and so on and so forth. And Chatsy would come back and go, this is a where's my order, right? And so we, we take that where's my order uh, categorization and we generate an answer. We don't, use, we don't use AI to generate the answer. We let you write templates. You use templates, which can be helped with AI to be created. But fundamentally, you've got... Uh, a standard template that comes back and goes, Hey, John, your, your order was dispatched on Tuesday, will arrive Wednesday. Uh, here's, here's the chat, the tracking code. And that can be that entire answer in your brand's voice can be delivered without an agent touching it. Okay. So we can actually do what we call hands free, uh, replies. But secondly, we can use, and, and that's, that comes with, I guess, a level of comfort with a user. So for example, if someone says, thank you, that was great service. Like we should let that go out with hands free. Okay. There's not a lot we can do. We can say, you're, you're totally welcome. Please come back and buy off me again. It does not require a human agent to do that. And then what, so what we have is we've got hands free and then we've got agent assisted. So most people start with agent assisted. So it, pre it presents the answer that, that we would use. And we say to the agent, is this one that you want to use? Press send. And all they do is review what the answer that was created and press send. A, a, a good anecdote in terms of why we don't use ChatGPT to actually write the answer is because of what we call hallucinations, where AI is trying to answer the question as best it can, trying to be super helpful. And so we did, we did some work with a car parts company and we were, we were beta testing the AI to, to generate the answer. And someone wrote in, you know, I can't get this tow bar to fit on my Cadillac. And ChatGPT came back and said, no problem, sir. We'll send you a new Cadillac. Okay. So there's, we obviously don't want that kind of stuff to arise. And so what we do is we always just take the categorization, which is, which is 98% perfect. And we let ChatGPT generate the answer or suggest the answer using templates. So there's no way that the offer of a new car to replace your, you know, to, to replace a tow bar or whatever would ever come up. 
Now, we spoke about a lot today um, about customer support using AI. Um, but obviously, our listeners out there, we've got a lot of them you know, in the e-commerce ecosystem, inter, you know, they're interacting with these e-commerce stores on a daily basis, founders, you know, designers, developers, etc. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you didn't share today uh, that you think would you know, resonate with our audience? Well, I think, look, you know, the, the, there's some things that the logical endpoint for where AI and customer support is probably going to end up is we've got a lot of people in, 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 in our customers' environments who are doing what we call logistics support. They're not, it's not domain-specific support, it's logistics. So it's like, where is it? Can I get a new one, et cetera, et cetera. It's not dom- so it's not saying, can I get this shirt in green? Or will this shirt run in the wash? That's domain-specific. So I think the future is probably going to move over time to a world where we outsource some of the more mundane elements of support to a, to a AI-assisted house, if you like. And then we do domain-specific support ourselves. And that means that we're using people who are into what we sell, who are expert, who, who can give great customer support and, and really resonate with customers. That's the first thing. Second thing is, you know, the, the, the future of, of how we think about customer support and how what we think that like an acceptable time frame to respond is going to be. So I think people are going to be, be more demanding now in terms of how long it, it's acceptable to wait. So, you know, re- like it or not, customers are going to get a bit more fussy and probably not going to think about, you know, 48 hours. They're going to think about an hour. And, and you know, in a pre-sales environment, which I think is, is very relevant to Shopify, in a pre-sale environment where a query comes in going, do you sell it in blue? But guess what? If you don't answer that query within an hour, the person's on another website. You know, so the, the, for us, the option of pushing, we, we push the pre-sale queries into a different, into a different hopper, if you like. So you can see those pre-sale queries and address them urgently. Uh, because most people, they're happy if you, if you give them a set an expectation for support and you deliver it on within that time, everybody's happy. It's when it goes to weeks and months or days when it, when you promise hours, that's where things go wrong. Absolutely, Ray. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all your insights. Uh, is there, if I'm listening to this and I'm curious to learn more about eDesk, where should I go? You can go to eDesk.com. It's, it's a lot of volume of content about what AI does and how it kind of works. There's specials sort of section eDesk.com slash Shopify for those who are in Shopify specific environment. But really on there, we've got a lot of content, a lot of videos, a lot of articles on how you can improve your customer support, but really you know, for you, it's about getting your ratings up in and delivering support in the optimum time frame, which is uh, can be done a lot quicker. We're, we're thinking 4x quicker overall is what we're seeing with our customers now than what they were doing before. Oh, that's amazing, Ray. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for taking the time, Chase. Great talking to you. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own businesses. You can find all the links in the show notes You can subscribe to the newsletter at honestecommerce.co to get each episode delivered right into your inbox. If you're enjoying this content, consider leaving a review on iTunes. That really helps us out. Lastly, if you're a store owner looking for an amazing partner to help you get your Shopify store to the next level, reach out to Electric Eye at electriceye.io slash connect. Until next time.